This is Mick Rhodes for the Claremont Courier podcast, First Take. This is Patrick Brayer, the best songwriter you've never heard. Lying on my doorstep, but I am not afraid. Light as green as money in the bamboo shade. Foothills kneel in wonder at the door that need not close. And I'll leave an empty cage behind me when I go. Ontario based singer songwriter Patrick Brayer, the self described original brooding author of hard scrabble country noir songsmanship, is unhinged in the best sense of the word. If I was totally in control, I think I would be bored. This, this stuff happens, and one thing leads to another, and all of a sudden I seem to have written something that's more profound than I really am. I'm surprised by it uh, myself. Rich and vivid poetic imagery, much of it mined from territory familiar to Inland Empire residents, Breyer's lyrics demand attention. Leonard Cohen and Tom Waits come to mind, but his writing has an extra dash of cinematic surrealism and a hypnotic magic even those esteemed lyricists can't reach. His narrators pull you in like no other songwriter working today. He is his own thing. There's a salmon-colored nomad pulling up beside the curb and there's a spirit in the hillside for every weed and herb and I'd write every last word down for you in case you might be stoned and I leave my empty cage behind me the rusty hinged moaned I'll leave my empty cage behind me when I go now Cabbage and Kings, the latest in Breyer's 40-plus year recording career, in which he's released more than 60 records, is out January 21st on local indie champion Shrimper Records. It's a collection of highlights from his typically prolific previous decade of literate, powerful material. It's subtitled, appropriately, An Inland Shrimpire Anthology. In conversation, the 68-year-old Breyer is thoughtful, affable, generous and self-deprecating. His website banner reads, quote, the Patrick Brayer Toleration Society, unquote. He was raised in nearby Fontana, and the city is a character in scores of his songs, of which there are more than 500 in his estimation. Born in San Jose, California, he arrived in what would be a fortuitous locale, rural Fontana, in 1958, where his family had purchased an egg ranch. I was so shy growing up that I couldn't talk to people. So I developed a way through first poetry and then I added it to music. I did it, uh, I guess, to draw people towards me and I, and I began to make friends. And, I, and it introduced me to everybody I ever met. Like countless other Roots musicians, the young Brayer was spellbound by Harry Smith's incalculably influential 1952 Folkways Records Collection, Anthology of American Folk Music. That was a big deal. And growing up in Montana, there was not much music going on, but I found the Harry Smith Collection at the library. Yeah, it's a treasure trove. Brayer's early work was helped along by the raw naivete of his own limitations. Yeah, I would have said like Jimi Hendrix if I could. 
I couldn't, so I had to figure out something else. Breyer's first album, Cold Feelings, was released in 1979. It contained Imitation of the Blues, which would later be recorded by mainstream country music superstar Alan Jackson on his 2006 Like Red on a Rose album, which has since sold more than 800,000 copies. Breyer's Secret Hits collections began appearing on cassette in the 1980s. My 60th Shadow, the 60th record in the series, came out last year. By his own count, he's now more than 500 tunes into his songwriting career, with 60-plus albums released over the past 43 years. To say he's been prolific isn't enough. He's closing in on the territory of Willie Nelson, with 95 records over his career, and Bob Dylan, with 83. And those guys each had a 17-year jump. Neil Young started putting out solo records in 1968, and he's released a measly 56. It's a way to, for me to organize myself. Though not a household name, Brer has collaborated with or had his work covered by artists such as Alison Krauss, who used So Long, So Wrong, a song he co-wrote with Walden Dahl, as the title track for her Grammy-winning 1997 record with Union Station. He's also worked with Ben Harper, Stuart Duncan, Chris Darrow, Daryl Anger, Atreyu, John York, Michael Hedges, and the aforementioned Alan Jackson. Mainstream songwriting notoriety enabled him to purchase a multi-track recorder, which expanded the instrumental palette of his mostly self-recorded, self-released records, on which he plays most instruments himself. I can't move on until I've, I've safely preferred, until I've recorded them, because I, I don't have a good memory. I can never remember anything. I was going to ask you about... the same twice. That's because I'm cool. Because <laughs> I just can't remember. Songs begin with an idea or a title. He writes it down, then begins to address the concept. As I do that, and I start becoming, you know, get, getting in the zone, and then uh, and I have to get out of the way. I don't know what, I don't know exactly what I'm doing, but I'm letting it flow. Built on what I wrote down, and then it, one thing after another kind of comes, and it's uh, uh, it's magical, and it's part of the process. That I mean, that's part of why we like to do it. But that's why I like to do it because it's uh, becomes something else. He's always looking for new, raw source material. He finds it in conversations, everyday things, movies, music, and in books. I just look at the sentences. I go, wow, that's a, you know, uh, over pandemic, I, I reread all of Nabokov and Faulkner and, you know, and go, what are you doing? I go, man, have you seen their sentences? You know, people complain about Lolita. I go, have you seen the sentences in that? And he said, they're just glorious. He wants people to arrive at their own interpretations of his songs, which, he said, can evolve over time. I think that allows people to think what they want to think and see something in their own life, not about my life, but about their own life. Breyer has seen modest financial reward over the years, but that's never been the point. If you sit around and, sit around and wait for somebody to give you money, <laughs> you, you, wouldn't be, you wouldn't be writing very much. I wouldn't. Hmm, for sure. You know, I never considered that. He wrote Imitation of the Blues when he was 18. Over the years, he's since been asked why he doesn't just write more like that one. Tell him I just, I, that's not the way I work. Because I'm, I, I, in my process is the thing takes over. Something takes over. And I allow it to. And I, I'll dabble with a few 
few changes, but I pretty much leave it come out the way it wants to come out. So I'm really not in control. So I would write another one if I could, but my process doesn't allow me to do that. So thus I've evolved, for better or worse. But I, I accept what I got now. You know, people can be critical or not. It doesn't really much matter. But we just got to allow it to happen. It's not about money. You know, not about fame or anything like that. It's, and it's all your your own self therapy is all in there too. And you're hoping to share and like I see the people are moved and that's you feel you know helpful. You feel at least some sense of accomplishment because that's you don't want to have it all to yourself. You know. Cabbage and Kings will be available on all the streaming sites on January twenty first. More information is at www.patrickbrayer.com. Much of Brayer's immense catalog can be found at his Bandcamp page, www.patrickbrayer.bandcamp.com forward slash music. This has been Mick Rhodes for the Claremont Courier podcast, First Take. Thanks for listening. <laughs>